0: Well, hello there, my friend. Jonathan Doyle with you once again. Welcome back to the Catholic Teacher Almost Daily Message. I'm really pleased you are here. We've got a fair bit to discuss today. It's going to be a really good discussion on the need for the transcendent in our modern world. You're going to see me get excited about this one. Before we start, please make sure you've subscribed. If you are a new viewer, hit that subscribe button. When you hit it, choirs of angels cry. It's true. It's actually true. Angelic hosts sob with joy. If you hit subscribe, so hit that subscribe button and there is a whole bunch of links under here. I have the great pleasure of speaking around the world to Catholic educators and uh, I'm back in the US this year, which is to be really exciting. I've uh, just got some great events here in Australia as well. So wherever you are in the world, if you would like me to come and excite and motivate and inspire and form your teachers, uh, if you're running any Catholic events, please go and check out the speaking link here. I'd love to come and do that. Today I want to share with you a great quote from Alice Von Hildebrand, a great Catholic All round thinking person and theologianer, and it's a quote that goes to to a topic that I speak about quite frequently, and it's a quote that refers to it relates to the fact that your classroom is the front line, as John Paul II used to say, the front line in a lively battle for the dignity of the human person. So I did an episode recently that's heading up towards ten thousand views on the three great crises in the church. So if you didn't see that, very quickly, the first great crisis in the history of the Catholic Church was in the very early centuries where there was a crisis over the nature of God um, and the divinity of Christ. There was all sorts of heresies and controversies about, was Christ completely divine? Did he just pretend to inhabit a human body? So the first great crisis was the church really teaching authoritatively on the nature of God. The second great crisis in the church came through the, uh, around the Reformation, of course, right? the crisis of what is the church. So the first crisis, what is God? Second crisis, what is the church? I mean, you know we had the East-West split in 1054. So questions and conflicts and crises about what is actually the church. And in that episode, I talked about the third great crisis, which is the one that we are literally living through right now. I say to my kids probably once a week that they are living through a profound time in human history. I mean, I guess everybody says that whatever time of history they're in, but there are things unfolding at the moment that are quite extraordinary. And that third crisis is simply, the crisis of what is a human. What is What does it mean to be a human person? And my academic formation at the John Paul II Pontifical Institute was very much in that space of philosophical anthropology. What does it mean to be a person? I'm still passionate about this. I believe that the Catholic Church has a great truth to teach on this. Uh, not a truth amongst many, but the truth, because it teaches a person who is the truth, not a doctrine or an ideology. It teaches a person who is Christ. So that was quite an introduction, but why I wanted to share it was because I wanted to offer. For you a quote from Von Hildebrand, which goes to the heart of this crisis about what does it mean to be a person. So my broad overview would be that we are heading into two great headwinds. I think we're seeing the end of the liberal project. I think we're seeing the collapse of, I guess, the post enlightenment liberal ideal. And I think we're seeing the state, we're seeing governments becoming increasingly involved in every area of life. And the way they're doing that is through the second great force that's taking place at the moment, which is the rapid growth of technology and technocracy. See, the powerful and, and governments all throughout history have always wanted to accumulate more power, but the means have been relatively limited, right? You could kinda you could go and kill a bunch of people, you could arrest a bunch of people, but it was relatively difficult to do it for extended periods of time and people could always flee. And what we're seeing now is this is the emergence into transhumanism and the amount of technology that's involved where you can see these these forces around what does it mean to be human, what is the role of the state, what is the role of the church, all these forces are in a very uh, challenging state of flux at the moment. So what's that got to do with the quote? Well, let me share this quote with you. Let's just do it. I'm just going to read it to you. Hopefully my editor will take me off the screen while I do this. I'm going to read it to you now. Now, let us abolish the terms conservative or liberal, the terms left and right, which are secularistic. I suggest that we say from now on, those who have kept the sense of the sense of the supernatural and those who have lost it. That is the great divide. That is the essence. So when I was at the Pontifical Institute, we did a lot of stuff for what they call disenchantment. So disenchantment is the kind of loss of the transcendent ideal. The idea that the experiences that we have as human persons, that the nature of the cosmos itself can be explained by purely material reality. So the enchantment of faith, the enchantment of the divine, the enchantment of the transcendental has been lost and therefore we live in a disenchanted time. So what von Hildebrand is getting at here is this basic idea that the world is no longer really split between you know, liberal or progressive or progressive and conservative. It's really split between those who have a technocratic transhumanist vision of reality which is kind of human potential is, uh, should be unrestrained. People should be free to define their experience of life in any way they wish. And on the other side, you have people who are positing a view. Of reality, which is deeply, I guess, transcendent, that there is a creator, that there is an organising principle in the cosmos, that that organising principle is all powerful, it is personal, it is deeply interested in your life, it has created the natural law, it has created certain parameters, moral parameters that should govern human relationships um, and human experience, and those and those two views are, are, I would say, are deeply inimical. I'm not really a grey kind of guy. There's not, I don't really do grey. I kind of. I think it's pretty much one or the other. I, I don't think you can have... A, I can have a little bit of transhumanism and technocracy, just a sprinkling, and I'm going to have a whole bunch of uh, transcendent, trans uh, transcendentals on the side. So as you go about your work in Catholic education, what I'm really trying to share here is I think that the great Catholic teachers are the ones who really keep that transcendent view of reality before young people. So how do you do it? i tell you how I used to do it when I was teaching. I, I had a horse that I always backed, and that horse was silence. So I would often take students to the chapel to somewhere where they could just sit and experience profound silence. And as the use of screens and technology increases, silence becomes and stillness and lack of stimulation can become quite revolutionary things to sit in silence, to sit in stillness. So my friend, your work in Catholic education is, I know you didn't sign up for this and it's not When you went through teacher's college, I don't think it's what you thought was going to happen, but in many ways, you are going to be right on that front line and you're going to be one of the few voices that has the opportunity to give each student a transcendent view of reality, you know, mystery questions that can't be easily answered stillness silence beauty music art and again in a great catholic school it permeates the whole curriculum right literature physical activity art music all these different areas so that's why i'm so passionate about catholic schools because i think that we we have this incredible ability to to sow this transcendent view of reality throughout the curriculum all right so let me know what you think post something in the comments if you think i'm miles off if you agree or if there's particular topics that you would like me to cover please pop that into the uh, Uh, comments here. I'd love you to share this with some people. Please make sure you've subscribed and go and check out the links. There is so much good stuff in here, stuff that I'd really love you to see. Um, You can book me to speak. I do private executive coaching for Catholic leaders and principals. So if you're in Catholic leadership and you would like some help with uh, leading your team, leading your school, then uh, I've had the pleasure of coaching executives all over the world. So please go check out that link. All right, everybody, that's it for me today. God bless you. My name's Jonathan Doyle. This has been The Catholic Teacher Almost Daily Message. You and I are going to talk again tomorrow